I don't I don't have music. I thought we were starting with the other thing. My bad. <laughs> me, me. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast as the Avs straight road runners, the Arizona Coyotes. For the second game in a row, Brazil round two, Arizona Boogaloo. That is what it is. I mean, I don't, can we just like play back our last episode and change it to where, okay, but the abs eliminated the Coyotes and that's the show? Yeah, we we were basically like, okay, series is over. Um, all they have to do is come out uh, on Wednesday and just put their put their foot down and end it. We were pretty dismissive of the idea that Arizona was going to push back. We were correct. Yep. Um, this was done. Um, some perspective here. This was an 11th seed that wouldn't have been in the postseason anyway. They're really only impact player was Darcy Kemper, whose impact was pretty muted in games four and five as they scored 14 goals. So, um, you know they lost. They lost two of their better offensive players in in Garland and Schmaltz. It's tough. They don't. They aren't. They aren't nearly good enough to make up for any kind of injuries like that. And the guys that they brought in to take them to a different level, and Taylor Hall and Phil Kessel, didn't do anything. Uh, their complete lack of center depth was exposed hard. Yeah. As hey, you can go and get good wings all you want, but. You know, in, unless you have a center to, to to actually drive that play and uh, to pull them all together, it just doesn't matter. I it was pretty apparent all series long. Outside of game two, Arizona just didn't belong on the ice against the Colorado Avalanche. It just was not close. And the reality is, that's how you win a series in four or five games, and that's exactly what the Avs did. Yeah. Uh, not always going to blow a team up 7-1 twice in a row, but still, the Avs, this is where you get into the conversation of how much of this is the Avs being a legitimate contender and how much of this is Arizona just not being a good hockey team? Uh, I mean, it's it's definitely both. It, yep. ha- it has to be both uh, because this is... You know, but some of this is some of this is certainly that Arizona is one of the weaker teams left in the field. Yeah. You know, when I when I did the preview of the series on the site, it was that, you know, I, I basically wrote, Hey, look, even in even in Colorado's biggest weakness of special teams, they have an advantage. The only area that was iffy was that Colorado had a league average power play and Arizona had the fourth best PK in the in the NHL. That did not translate for either team as Colorado's power play blew up and got consistently better throughout the series. And then... And Arizona's PK fell apart. (laughs) Arizona's PK completely packed it in and folded like the French. So, what can you do? You can celebrate because the abs are moving on to round two, obviously. You know, and... Power play today was amazing. I just had to add that. Power play, this really, since they got to the bubble, they have scored 
Now they have a, a power play, essentially a power play goal in every game except one since they got back to the bubble. And uh, two of those were not counted as power play goals because they, they were scored. One second after it ended, yeah, technically. There were two of them that were scored one second after. So the fifth man was standing in the neutral zone as the puck went in the net. <laughs> exactly. The guy, the guy had one foot on the ice coming out of the box, and it was like, this is still essentially a power play. But they've scored in every game except the one. So this is... And then this, and then obviously this version of the power play is just like, okay, well, this isn't going to be something that you do again yeah, very definitely often. Definitely not sustainable. Uh, but on the other side of that coin, Nazem Kadri with five power play goals in the playoffs. Speaking what of not a, sustainable. Yeah, definitely not. But still, what a, uh, what a boon that player has been. If you're on Twitter, you've no doubt seen the stats that he now has as many points in the playoffs with the avalanche as he did in his entire time in montreal toronto toronto wow yeah my bad but sorry montreal i didn't mean to offend you like that i had some angry leafs fans on my mentions today angry angry leafs fans are the only kinds that exist at this point (laughs) there's just only angry ones although i did see steve dangle order an avs cadre jersey today so that was fun yeah either way I mean, he's got to he's got to root for a winner at some point in his life. And as as much as I'd love to give Kadri what is fifth king of the game in eight playoff games, this one has to go to the Abs as a whole because AJ, have you ever? Can you ever remember a time where a team scored fourteen goals in two playoff games? First of all, I'm I'm sure I'm sure it's happened, right? Like the Edmonton Oilers I'm sure it has. in the eighties, but that's. That's when it had to happen. Right. So it's been a hot minute since we've seen that level of domination for two straight games. And obviously, Avs moving on to round two, you give the whole team the win for that one is, I mean, let's face it. They came into this game and they just put the Arizona Coyotes where the Coyotes wanted to be. Avs showed up, Coyotes didn't, and this game just ended. Yeah, I mean, Rick Tockett said after game four, the entire bubble experiment is about who wants to stay. And who wants to go home? And he said, after, you know, our game today, our guys look like they wanted to go home. We'll see about next game. I'm looking for some leadership for some guy, from some guys. I got to tell you, I don't know where, I don't, I don't know if he saw any of it anywhere. The, they were, they were totally hapless. They're, they, they packed it in emotionally. They weren't trying. There was no structure. There was no commitment to anything. They looked like they went out there because they had to, because they were contractually obligated. This was this was as close to a team wide opt out while also playing as it's going to get. The the second that first power play goal went in, and I'm sure we can bring up the clip of goal number one. Arizona was just done with this game, and and the Avs made it look good too. Um, they jumped in and 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 got the job done here. As McCarr first of all rings the post because it's a law that the Avs have to does. hit the post in every single game, but. They have working around the perimeter. They get the puck moving in deep, and they find Kadri in the middle. And and that's been an insane recipe for success for this well, Avs team in the playoffs. And this is this is the biggest change that they made structurally to their power play was that, yes, they're still shooting it from out high, but they are playing through the guy, through the low man. Uh, is there actually – can we – Ali, can we run that goal back again? 
Thank you. Um, because you watch watch Landeskog this entire time. Remember during game three, people were throwing a huge fit about not getting in front of the goalie and being off to the side of the goalie. That's why. Yep. Because it That's pulls play up. it pulls apart the structure of what they want to do um in, in front of the net. Now in game three, they got fifty one shots on net and everybody was like, Well, oh, you've got to get look at this screenshot that I posted of this guy not standing in front of the net. Look and at Landy. Like, Here's a perfect angle of Landy hanging out net, look, slips to the side, bam. opens up Kadri, and boom. He goes to he goes to cover Landeskog, and look what happens. Look at yep. the result of it. It pulls apart that structure. There was a point to it. It wasn't like they were chilling off to the side because that's where you go to score goals. You're not trying to score that goal. So you know it's it it's just. And it's my, a, it, my frustration after game three was so much of the analysis of it was just bad. Yeah. Because you had a team that put 92 shot attempts on it on, on another team. And you're talking about making changes and 40 plus team? scoring chances or something. Yeah, right? I didn't like, run it, run it back. And if Darcy Kemper can do that every single day, then you give Darcy Kemper all the credit in the world. And that's the exact, that's how you take advantage. You're taking a bunch of shots from the point. You're going to get a team to start committing to you up high. Arizona started doing that. The Avs work it down low. All of a sudden, there's no forwards covering back, and Kadri's wide open in the slot. And we saw we saw multiple goals scored like that in this in the last two games, where they were able to do just that. Yeah, exactly. And after that point, I mean, the Avs had him running around. Goal number two here with Sam Gerrard is the exact opposite. This is the shot from the point, and this time Sammy gets it through and ultimately makes Arizona pay the price. Is Look, perfectly player in front of the net. You, the other play here with Balnachushkin doesn't slide out of the way because you get the shot from the point. Yeah. Kemper never sees it, and that's your ball game right there. Abs up 2-0 early. Arizona done. And the most meaningful offensive contribution that Balnachushkin had all series long, except for him running down that puck in game one right after the faceoff that helped them score. Yeah. 10 seconds later second goal yeah him him screening the goaltender his most effective offensive play in the series was him away from the puck and i somebody asked us in the chat earlier who who do you think had the worst performance from an av and i think it had to be nachushkin but even then it's not like there weren't plenty of positives to pull from that there there was you know nachushkin he he was good still defensively he was strong on pucks he was driving the net. It wasn't like he was. It wasn't like he just dis- completely disappeared. It's just that. It's just that he, you know, defensively. I, yeah, I mean, I think you can make an argument that the Avs' worst player was Vlad Nemesnikov, and he got hurt halfway through the series. Yeah, I mean, he played 16 minutes in the series, so I'm not gonna. Sure. I'm but, not gonna. I'm not gonna say that because that seems so unfair. But he was bad in those 16 minutes. But, I will agree. The point is that their worst players were still effective against this team. Yeah, and definitely. Um, but Nachushkin was still, you know, Nachushkin, it was interesting because he worked his way off that second line. And then Landis Cog, okay, so now we don't have Nachushkin next to Kadri. Now it's got more of an offensive flair again. So we're going to put Landis Cog back up on the three-headed monster. And we're going to kind of run with sort of the top six that we used during the regular season. Okay, great. That was their approach. That was their mindset. We're going to go back to what we were comfortable with during the regular season. We tried something different. 
The Chushkin's game just isn't where it needs to be in order for this to work the way that we want it. So we're going to put these pieces back together in a way that we know worked. And boy, did it ever get once yeah. once it reignited, it was on. McKinnon, nine assists. Landeskog, eight assists. Rantanen, seven assists. All playoff career highs for those guys. It's only round one. Sure, they've played eight games, if you want to put it that way. But they played eight games. Nathan McKinnon has a point in every single playoff game the Avs have played so far. Yep. And he leads the NHL in playoff points, by the way. So. If you were to break McKinnon's even strength and uh, uh, power play points into two into separate players, they would both still be in the top five of scoring for the Avs. Ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous. I'd. And this is this is what the three-headed monster does. Rantanen goes out and you say, ah, you know, he's really not playing that well. Dude's a point-per-game player when he's not playing well. Yeah. Landeskog, same thing. Yep. It, they're just absolute monsters. We can take I, our first period break here, though. Sorry to cut you off there. All AJ. good. We have, you can kind of see it's a Hot Peak IPA. It, it blends in with the green screen because it's a green can there. But Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. I hope y'all are drinking one down at the DNVR bar right now, celebrating this Avs win. Word on the street is they ran out of goal shots again because that's just what the Avs do down there. But if you want to get Breckenridge Brewery at home, you can always go to your local liquor store, of course, and pick it up. They're all over the country by now, whether you want the Avalanche Amber, that Hot Peak I showed you, the Agave Wheat, you name it. They have you covered. You can also get $5 off when you order for pickup and get a meal from the source at the farmhouse down in Littleton. And, of course, DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there, has you covered for all of your sports betting needs when it comes to the Avs, which uh, they sure seem like a pretty good bet right and now. I'll tell you that much. Hold on. I got to sneeze. Okay, no. As soon as I say it, it goes away. So that's the key there. So what's the under over on me sneezing in this podcast? There you go. There's a bet for you, DraftKings, if you want to take that one. But whatever you want to bet on, whether it be the Avalanche going all the way to the Stanley Cup, bet on the Nuggets, bet on the Rockies, bet on any other sport you can imagine. DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered top to bottom. You name it, you can bet on it, and you can get amazing odds boosts every single day. They have new odds boosts, whether it's you want to bet on certain teams to win, whether it's you want to bet on specific players to do just about anything. You can even put live bets down during games on specific plays to act, to happen. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DNVR when you sign up. For a limited time, all users can get a $10 free bet when placing a bet of $20 or more on all first-round playoff action. That's right, DraftKings Sportsbook is going all out by offering a $10 free bet when placing a $20-plus bet on all first-round playoff action. Again, the promo code is DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms and conditions apply. Restrictions as well. See DraftKingsSportsbook.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problems, call 1-800-522-4700. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. The game just kind of spiraled out of control uh, for Arizona. They had obviously packed it in. Kadri picked up a second goal. We can kind of skip over that one. Mac decided he wanted to get in on the action as well here. So the Avs decided to win a face-off halfway through the second period, and we see the shot we haven't seen in a while from McKinnon, the unloaded one-timer. Beats Kemper clean. I, I believe on the replay, it uh, it ultimately ended up uh, deflecting off of someone or something on its way into the net. But 
he just decided, you know what? If one deflects, I'll just do it again with the the fifth goal of the game as Rantanen's just going to tap one over to McKinnon in a second here as they make a nice little cross-ice play. And uh, he does it again because he's Nathan McKinnon. And it's the same. It's the same play that they ran on the first goal of the game, except that they changed. They did it out high. Yep. They and it out high to to get the puck to the middle. The same, and it was the it was it was the same exact uh, is the same exact result. The guy goes to come. The the guy goes to cover the pass and leaves his guy wide open for the one timer, and the one timer just goes in, just beats Kemper cleanly. And part of the reason that I love these plays when comparing them to before. My biggest gripe for literally years with the Avalanche power play is have your dudes move on the ice. Yeah. What happens? They score a goal with Kadri in the middle. This look on the power play, they put McKinnon in the middle. Dudes are moving their feet. The puck is getting moved around as well, which the Eds have always been decent at moving the puck. But you yeah. put in the player movement as well, and all of a sudden you get other teams scrambling big time. Yeah, there's the, the big difference in the power play for this series was the absence of Miko ranted and standing in the corner with Just the puck out. <laughs> by himself for five seconds, moving it back and forth while the PK was like, we're okay with this. Yep. And nobody's moving and nobody's doing anything. And so he's like, inevitably he would throw it back up high and then they would move it around again. This was very, very different from that. Uh, we kind of answered this on the other show the other day, but now that the Evs are officially in the second round, it don't matter, baby. Bring on whoever the Evs want to play. Yeah, uh, it'll either be Dallas, Vancouver, or St. Louis. Yep. If it's Dallas fine. closes out Whatever. their series, it's guaranteed to be Dallas. That's the yep. only thing we know for sure. Boy, how weird would it be if uh, the West win ended up chalk after all of this? Right, after the nonsense. Yeah. One, two, three, four down the it pipe. Wouldn't, it really wouldn't surprise me that much, though, because, I mean, I think that there's a clear-cut top three with St. Louis being the third team. The only reason that we've been kind of iffy on St. Louis is because they hadn't shown up yet. The The real, the, the blues that we got accustomed to seeing throughout the regular season and, and through their cup run last year, they hadn't, hadn't happened yet. They, they didn't, they'd been so bad. And then they finally show up late against Vancouver, and then they dominated game four. And I have no faith that Vancouver can push back against those guys. Same. Same, to be honest. I think the Blues just kind of dropped that hammer. But I, it does not matter. If the Avs play like they did in game four and five, they beat any team in this league. Pick a game. Pick a, Game two is the only one where you would say that the Avs were vulnerable in this series. Yep, because if the Avs play like they did in games in games one, three, four, or five, they're winning whatever series they play. Darcy Kemper was the only reason that games one and three were close um, at all. Yeah, yeah, and and two, even even two, where Coyotes fans try and tell themselves that they outplayed the Avs, that game was dead even. Yeah, a lot of the metrics actually favored the Avs in that. In that game, besides yeah, the by score. by the end of it, but like through most of it, there had been a little bit of an Arizona tilt, but it was really minor. Yeah, and then and it was and it's shown in the score that game could have gone either way. Arizona got a bounce, and and that's the way the game went. Yeah. Well, that was game three. Sorry, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it could have gone either way in game two as well. And the Avs got a bounce, and that's the way the game went. Right, and they just traded, like. Had Arizona had had Arizona uh, won Game Two, 
where they played better. Yeah. And and then the Avs with with game three, we would be talking about three games in a row where they just ran away with the series. Yep. It I mean, this is for a team that we've talked, okay, what's their killer instinct? How how you know learning to win. Now that they now that they're the favorites, now they have all the pressure on their shoulders. They're no longer the team that gets to be happy to be there and they don't have any pressure. They have all the pressure in the world now. And how do you respond to that, right? Like that's always that's always one of those things when you're trying to when you're trying to develop into a cup contending team, into a consistent winner, you have to develop a winning mentality. You have to handle being one of those better teams. This is a pretty good way to do it. It's a pretty good, pretty good handle on uh, how to how to handle the pressures of being the favorite. You want to be a contender. You want to look like this if you're a contender. This is this is how you write it up, basically, and that's exactly what the Avs brought. So, I I don't know how to how to really say anything we haven't already said about this series. The yeah. Avs are insanely dominant, and it wasn't close. Try coming up with four game. You know, it's a five game series, and four of them looked almost identical. It was just the amount of goals that got by the goaltender changed. Yep, and then they didn't. Back to back games of seven to one, seven to one. I'm trying. I'm trying to convince my best friend who's just getting into hockey after all these years. I'm just. I'm trying to convince him. I'm like, hey man, like blowouts in the postseason just don't happen. This very is often. not normal. <laughs> and then it happens in back to back games. He's like, bro, what's up? You're trying to. You're trying to tell me that this doesn't happen very often. I was like, well, it doesn't. Also, an 11th seed has never made the postseason before. So. <laughs> You know, like, let's, this is all good and well. They dominated this series. This was kind of an embarrassment for Arizona. And it really goes to show, and it's, I think it's really interesting because you remember at the end of, the end of last, last season, think about the end of last regular season. It was Colorado and Arizona head to head in Denver competing for the last playoff spot. And then you fast forward a year, they're against each other in the first round of the postseason, and the gap is this big? Two teams on two very different trajectories all of a sudden. <laughs> Dude. Uh, we saw the, saw the comment about the swagger there. I mean, is there anything more swagger than Nikita Zadorov just like casually rolling deep into the zone to tip a puck into the net? I'm, because he can. <laughs> that McKinnon looked for that is just like, Dude, otherworldly. <laughs> when they show when they show the 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 reverse like on ice angle of it, and you see the traffic that that pass gets through. Yeah, <clears throat> you'll see it here in a second. And yeah, it I think <laughs> I think Rick Tockett was looking down at the uh, at the iPad and was like, "Can we put that play in? <laughs> Is that allowed?" <laughs> oh, I mean, he just. He doesn't, he doesn't even Zadorov doesn't even take a real stride. He literally just drifts to the front yep. of the net like a like a boat that's lost its way. And then he just sticks his all right, he puts a stick down and McKinnon hits it and it goes in and it's like Okay. How do you stupid. How do you stop Nathan McKinnon if he can make that play? I mean, what do you do? I don't. I don't know what to tell you. If you know, you know, you do. You get rolled. You go back home, and you try and figure out what to do from here. Yeah, that's 
That's true. That's where the Arizona Coyotes are headed. That's not where the Avs are headed. The Avs continue to hang out in Edmonton, and they get the blessing of half a week off. As the earliest they can possibly start round two was Sunday, I believe you said, AJ? Yeah, I, was lo- I mean, logistically, I think it was Sunday. They might even give everybody... Hey, let's give you let's off. give you guys like a day or two off, and and then, you know, because you also want to give coaches a chance to say, hey, let's let's at least get some Break video some on these down. guys. Yeah, yeah. Let's get let's get something going. That's that's kind of you're now at the point where you don't have to play. Moving on into the next round, you're now at the point where you don't have to play multiple games in the same arena every day. Yep, you can play one game a day in each arena. So they don't. You know, I, we're about to see a nice, uh, nice the, break in this schedule. The full blitz of hockey is going to calm down to like a game or two a day, <laughs> to where it's yeah, not, it's not 10 a.m. to midnight hockey. Go go yeah, go, go, go! This is really the end of it, right? Like these next couple of days is the end of this crazy like bubble hockey schedule, As and then it's going to be closed out. Yeah, yeah, because there will only be what eight teams left and then you can yeah, play well, you can play one in each arena uh each, each day. day so you'd get two games a day and yeah, yeah. it's significantly less hockey than it was which is you know a little bit disappointing but also perfectly fine yeah it'll be it'll be fine i just don't know what you and i are going to do during the day anymore I'm this is this has benefited us specifically in so many funny ways Yep. But this is just, it's like, oh, man, now I got to go back to normal. Like, everything happens at 6 p.m. All right, whatever. Guess I'll watch prospects all morning again. You're right. Like, I guess you and I are just going to go back to watching draft prospects because we're not going to have any time to do it because these guys are going to win the damn Stanley Cup. And then the draft will be a week later. We won't have any time to do anything. AJ, I have a very serious question for you here. If I turn the lights off, Will you carry me home? I really thought that was going to be a manscape. So I literally said, "Oh God!" out loud. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, "Oh God, we're going to talk about balls, aren't we?" Yep, I literally thought it was coming. See? I think See? everyone else did as well. Now I got you guys going. Now you don't know where I'm going to go. Now we're now we're on our toes with the whole balls thing. <laughs> but whether AJ will carry me home or not, highly recommend <laughs> balls in the dark because I turn the lights off. Yeah. Uh, not not my balls, but the new DNVR shirt. Highly recommend you get on it before it sells out. This thing is going like hotcakes. I mean, when you drop a shirt and the Avs score 14 goals across its lifespan, you know it's got to be something good. So jump on the Carry Me Home shirt today. Go on, get it at the DNVR locker. Cannot recommend it enough. Great shirt from our boy D-Line Co. over there. Don't tell him I gave him any credit, but... Yeah, don't don't pump that ego any more than it already is. And don't don't tell him that he does great great work. If you haven't already bought it, you should jump on it, especially given the juju the abs have since we dropped it. Yep. It's it's been all it's been all positive there. 
And of course, if you're looking to get back to school, MSU Denver Online could be the program for you, whether it's your first time going through and you want to get some beautiful credits, they have great transfer programs, or if you're just trying to get back in and finish your degree like I was, you can jump on the MSU Denver bandwagon and get a bunch of awesome experience from teachers that all come from the field that they teach about, so they can give you real-life work experience and great connections into that field. It's awesome. Allie, our producer, was one of the people here at DNVR who was taking classes from them over the summer. She said it's a great opportunity to, to jump on all of that. Highly recommend it. Allie, I don't know. Do you have anything I to agree. say? No, it was awesome. I, le- I did a sports or er, marketing class, social media marketing class, and it was awesome. All right. So that, if you've seen an uptick in our, our Twitter and social media, thank Allie's class. There you go. Also, you know, maybe Michaela and, and hiring a social media Guru, I would say but, more Michaela, but you know, you know, yeah, you know, little of A, little of B. Give yourself some credit, Allie. Either way, MSU Denver Online can take care of you with over forty different hybrid programs, both online and in the classroom. Once that becomes a thing that you can reasonably do again, and over seven hundred and fifty different classes for you to try. So, highly recommend you look at all of the options for you and jump on MSU Denver. Third period of the DNBR Avalanche podcast. See, I don't even need to do Manscaped reads anymore. The chat just does it for me now. Oh, like, amazing. <laughs> it's easy. Easy. We're we're in the money at this point. So I think uh I think you missed a golden opportunity for a a, a good callback transition to MSU. Did I? Yeah. Especially since we opened the show with a roadrunner. Oh man, you're so right. Easy, easy road running the coyotes on that one. If you didn't watch the show ever and you just saw this comment, you'd be very confused <laughs> as to what goes on here. Well, yeah, it, I think it would really be like a legitimate concern. It would be like, okay, well, every, everybody understands why why he wants like everybody's always advocating for more alley. That's yeah, the confirmed. easy part to get. But it's like the Rudo and the balls part I, of this. I mean, I, it's definitely weird, but I feel like less of Rudo's balls is also easy to get, right? <laughs> I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> I can't believe this is a family-rated podcast. This is a family show where we talk about hockey. So let's keep talking about hockey instead of whatever it is we were talking about. I... I don't have a lot to say much uh, yeah. about about this anymore. The series, like, look, Arizona was a they were an overwhelmed opponent coming in. Um, I I I think I've predicted it at four two because I thought Kemper would steal another game, and it looked like it was like game one was exactly how I thought that that was going to go before the ads broke through. Yeah, <clears throat> and then once once they won, really once they got up three nothing in game four, it felt like. This is probably done, but the game, the, the Donskoy four, nothing uh, goal is really what, yeah, the, it was the, like, okay, the series is over. Yeah. There was nothing left. Arizona packed it in in game four and they didn't unpack it in game five. So, yeah, I mean, there's parking the bus dude, and then there's not even getting on it and they didn't even bother to get on it in games four and five. I'm, I'm legitimately really, really surprised 
in back-to-back years that Colorado has had elimination games in which the other team just was like, it wasn't even competitive. Yeah. They pulled the ripcord, man. And it's, and I think this is the difference between a 3 1 and a 3 2 series lead because a 3 2 series lead, you're sitting there and you're like, look, we go out there and we win today and it's a, it's a coin flip in One game. game anything can happen for yep, sure. A coin flip. You go out, you're looking at 3 1. It's like we go out there, we give our very best, the best that we have to give. We play the best that we possibly can. We may win this game. And then we have to go out and do it two more times. Something we haven't and, talked about a ton here is is Bednar's coaching. I look, I'm not. I think Bednar did great, but when your when your backup plan is all right, I guess we put the three headed monster together and they just win hockey games. It's not the I'm, decision in the world. I've taken a shine to listening to Rick Tockett talk post game because I think he gives great quotes, uh, and, and I like I like. <laughs> I like listening to the to the way that he kind of breaks it down. I think he's he it's very easy. It's become very easy for me to see why he's considered a player's coach. But there's coming in, it also was he had the reputation as not much of a tactician, not much of an X's and O's guys. And I think this is why Rick Tockett was a great assistant for a team like Pittsburgh. Yeah. And I don't know that he will be a great head coach in the NHL. Um, I, it, it, I mean, there's the whole chess to checkers analogy, but I really don't, I really don't think it, it applies. It, it was more like, like tactically in this, this was, this was more like a dude playing chess and then a dude who got a Lego set and then (laughs) dumped them all out onto the floor, ignored the instructions stepped on it, <laughs> broke his toe, went to the hospital, and then came home and threw the Legos away and never and never tried it again. There was nothing. There was nothing from Arizona. There was no adjustment. There was no change in strategy. There was nothing. Rick Tockett straight up threw his Legos away. Rick Tockett was playing Halo, and Bednar was like, come play this game of StarCraft with me. <laughs> <laughs> The three people in chat who got that, you're welcome. Yeah, the, the three people who played StarCraft and know how impossible, impossibly hard that game is. <laughs> yeah, but uh, top to bottom, this uh, this Avs team, they basically, big picture, uh, not getting into specifics, they did everything right in this series. Yeah, well, and everything, um, outside, of, outside of a goalie, who played really well for a couple of games. You really, I mean, everything went their way. They, they they got out of the series relatively healthy. Um, special teams was dominant. Five V five was dominant. What didn't, what didn't go Colorado's way? Even. Yeah. Special teams, both power play and PK were great. PK gave up one goal and like 14 opportunities for Arizona yeah. or something. And it didn't matter. It, yeah, it was an irrelevant goal. Yeah, it didn't matter. So, I I don't know. I we got to keep this show short because it, if you want to yeah. watch the hype show of a seven one, just go watch our last yeah. show. Like it's the exact same show. So, I guess final thoughts, excitement for round two. AJ, what what? You yeah, got? definitely. I'm. I mean, I'm excited for round two. I think it's the matchup is going to be really interesting because uh, if they you know the the difference between 
the difference between Calgary and Dallas and St. Louis and Vancouver, all those four teams uh, and the different problems that they're going to represent in, t- in round two, Calgary with uh, would obviously be Vegas's problem. Um, but they all represent different, different scopes of problems to deal with. And uh, this is where we talked about before this series, Arizona kind of preps you for St. Louis. They kind of prep you for Dallas. Same style of play. Yeah. Sure. They prep you to play more of that low scoring disciplined hockey where you don't take a lot of penalties and you don't, you don't shoot yourself in the foot and you play a strong five V five game. Whereas, you know, had they gotten a Chicago, what did Vegas get out of beating up on Chicago? Like legitimately, like, what do you could you could argue the Avs didn't get a whole lot out of beating Arizona because if Arizona and St. Louis were to play in a playoff series, that'd St. probably be pretty damn one sided. St. Louis has taken that pretty handily, I agree. But it, uh, it again, it's about a stylistic thing, right? Chicago is not going to hamper you defensively. And that's not to say Arizona's defense was great, but stylistically, they tried to sludge it up in the same ways that. St. Louis and Dallas will, which I, I mean, we'll see. I, yeah. The, the thing is like any team that plays the avalanche and wants to go punch for punch offensively, you just have confidence in the avalanche, no matter what, even if, even in Vegas wanted to, uh, yep. you know, Mark's Mark stone going up against Nathan McKinnon. I mean, okay, great. And then, you go down the line, you have Kadri going up against William Carlson. I'm pretty comfortable in, in that matchup. <laughs> Same. You know, or or Kadri against Paul Stasny, who, you know, love Pauly, but at 34, he's significantly slipped. Yeah. And it's not the same player that he was seven years ago. They're going to face a worse goaltender in round two, almost guaranteed. Like if they end up with if they end up with Dallas, they're getting Kudobin and Bishop, but Bishop hasn't been healthy. And Kudobin was actually better during the year, but the Avs like dropped that dude in in the round robin. I mean, this is a conversation I saw a little bit about on Twitter, and as we try to extend the show a little bit here. Um Darcy Kemper struggled in games four and five, yes, but he also got completely hung out on the clothesline. Yeah, no help whatsoever. Go and look at natural stature and look where the abs are shooting from, and it's like it's it it looks like a skinned knee right around their net. Yep, it's just like brutal. it's it's just dark red, <laughs> so, right? Like on top of the net, there's like the home plate, like the home plate area looks like it's just covered in blood. And it might as well have been with this level of beatdown that we just witnessed. So it's, you know, like as much as I'm, I'm not taking the abs, the abs beating up on Vegas regular season is meaningless to me in the same way that Dallas beating going four and zero against Colorado was meaningless to me. I feel the exact same way about Vegas. Like for starters, they didn't have Robin Leonard for those games. (laughs) And like their last regular season matchup was at Christmas. Yeah. Months and months and months ago. Yeah, the one the their game in the round robin was way, way, way more instructive of of where these teams are today. 
Not worried about any of that. Not worried about the regular season results of that. It's just those are I think they're the clear cut two best teams, and it's gonna take some self-defeating in order for that to for that for that Western Conference final that everybody wants to not happen. But of course, the NHL is an unhappy place, so something's gonna give. Yep. Somebody's getting upset somewhere. Yeah. We're just we're just hoping it's not gonna be Colorado. Exactly. I will say, you know, it was it was interesting looking at standings from a couple years ago and seeing where the abs are today. And the fact that they're they're in round two. How excited were we last year? They got to round two. It had been it had been like twelve years since they'd done it, and now, like we said on on the show the other day, it was just business. Yep. This was this was as business as it got. This was borderline cruel. Machine produced domination. Yeah. So, on that note, AJ, I have one final question for you on the show. Mm-hmm. What is Nathan McKinnon doing here? This is this is what Blake sent me. <laughs> Does anybody know? Does anybody know what Nathan McKinnon was doing on the bench right there? Can we replay that? Of course. I'm gonna try and figure it out. Let's, let's give her another go here. He's making some kind of face, obviously, but I can't quite uh, I can't quite put it together what he's going for there. <laughs> might be it might be Rick Tockett looking at that iPad. <laughs> I'm going with that. I love that answer already. That is uh, that Wait, is the. I have something. <laughs> hit hit me, Allie. Hi, guy. Guy just made it and said, "I think you guys would appreciate it, so we have to add it on here." Show me the goods. Uh, there we go. It's uploading. Okay. I thought well, I thought it was gonna boom pop. Oh, okay, there, well, we there we oh, go. Perfect. Mmm, <laughs> you love to see it. Oh, dude, that's sad. Christian Fisher got asterisked. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great picture. I appreciate that a lot. Thank you yeah. very much for that. If you don't want to look like Christian Fisher, get your manscaping products coming. today. Knew it was coming. <laughs> you can get their lawnmower 3.0 trimmer as well as their whole perfect package to make yourself looking good, looking tight, looking strong like Nathan McKinnon and less like Christian Fisher. You can jump on it and get 20% off plus free shipping when you go to manscaped.com and use code DNVR20 today. B71, be the Brazil. If you want to if you want to give yourself a Brazilian, the Manscaped products are the thing for you. Let me tell you. Either way, that's going to do you it. You did not just go there. I did. I did just go there. Oh, end the show. End the show. Let's go home. <laughs> That's going to do it for us today. Hope you enjoyed the Manscraped Reads. Hope you enjoyed the Avalanche play and talk a little bit more. Thank you, as always, for listening. Of course, we will be back Thursday and Friday for some kind of free skate Friday since the Avalanche yeah. won't be playing. <laughs> Series over. We got to have a free skate Friday. So we got to come up with something in the next. 48 hours of, of what we're going to do on Friday's show. We'll make it work one way or another, but that's it. It's, it's just going to be 30 minutes of Rudo Manscaped reads. That 30 super cut. <laughs> Straight through. All the way. Look forward to that if that's your thing, but we're out of here. Thank you, and we will talk to y'all tomorrow. <laughs>